Elliot, if Marty McFly's brother has a job that requires him to wear a suit at the end of Back to the Future, why is he still living with his parents or at the very least scamming free breakfast? No one's told Eric Trump he needs to move out. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Geek Counter Geek with Chief Conrad and Elliot Serrato. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. I'd just like to say, get a life. Hey, what the hell is this? Breakfast. Would you sleep in your clothes again last night? Yeah, I... Yeah, what what are you wearing, Dave? Marty, I always wear a suit to the office. Geek Counter Geek number 105. I'm Keith Conrad. Keith R. Conrad on Twitter. Joined, as always, by uh, Elliot Serrano at Elliot Serrano on Twitter. Uh, You can follow the show at Geek Counter Geek, Facebook, uh, Geek Counter Geek. No Instagram yet, but, you know, we'll get there one day, won't we, Elliot? I mean, yet another thing that, uh, I'll, I'll say this. If people need more ways to contact us and uh, tell us how much we suck, they're really not trying. Yeah, they, people seem to have no no problem uh, telling yeah. telling me how I much mean, I suck. I, I don't know about oh. you. Oh, no, I don't get how much I suck. I just get people be, I, people saying, you know, Elliot, what's wrong with you? Where did you get that idea? You know, like what, 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 <laughs> like, like this past, like this past, uh, this past week when I posted my top five Christmas movies and then I was told that my opinion was invalid because I did not include, uh, planes, trains and automobiles. Oh, that's a to Thanksgiving say, movie. That's a Thanksgiving movie. Thank you. That's like the Thank only Thanksgiving you. movie. Right. And you know, it's like you, but Thanksgiving is yeah. already getting forgotten. Now you want to take away its only movie. So it's the war on Thanksgiving, is what it is. Mm -hmm. The that no, it's was it the war on Thanksgiving? Kind of like the war of eighteen twelve. It's like it was another war, but people didn't figure out that the war was over, and it's like, oh, we're still fighting. Oh no! Oh wait! And then afterwards, you're really embarrassed because you're like, oh wow, we probably shouldn't have done this in the first place. That's pretty much how the Battle of eighteen twelve went. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, speaking not, of, not uh, nearly as recognized as the Battle of 1813. No, no, not at all. Speaking of uh, ill-conceived battles, uh, <laughs> did you see the uh, the Avengers Infinity War trailer yet? Why, yes, I did. In fact, I saw it as it premiered online. I was on the Metra going to work. Got my little alert on my phone that it was live. And let's just say, um, well... I might have uh, I might have shed a tear uh, or two on the train, and pe- people were worried about me. They were wondering what happened, and then they looked at my phone, and they saw bearded Steve Rogers, and then they thought, "Oh boy, this guy's got issues." <laughs> yeah. yeah. As soon as uh, Black Panther said, uh, "You know, get that man a shield," it's like, "Hey, that was that." You know, he he. Uh, I mean, it, it's the next movie after Civil War, so he wasn't actually on the bench that long. No, no. But I mean, I think this movie takes place a little bit, a little bit later, and um, yeah, and um, it's uh, it, it it was it was a the thing I liked. I mean, you had some folks who were online saying, "Oh, I, I'm not impressed." Um, 
Which I, I can kind of see that because they're like, oh, why are you showing all this stuff? You know, or, like you didn't show enough. And then you had the other ones who said, why are you showing so much? Then you, I've seen some people saying, how could you give away, how could you give away certain scenes? I, I would have preferred to see it in the movie. And I'm like, you know, guys, it's it's a teaser trailer. They're not giving you everything away. And then if they tell you nothing like other trailers, then you're going to be like this to- like like the the first uh, last Jedi trailer. The first teaser, people are saying, oh, it says, it, I, I, I have no idea what the movie's about. Well, you, come on, folks. You know? Well, it's first either- of all, I don't think you know how much they've given away of the movie until you actually see the movie. I mean, I, I, I know there's there's comic books that people are, you know, are uh, are referencing. But uh, at the end of the day, you don't know what they're going to include or not include until you see the movie. Yeah, and, and if there's anything that we've learned these past few years is trailers are even getting to the point where they're showing stuff in the trailer that's not in the movie you know there was a whole bunch of stuff in rogue one that was in the trailer that didn't appear in the movie there was stuff that showed up in the justice league trailer never appeared in the movie in in fairness the stuff from the rogue one movie that probably just was uh, a victim of the the reshoots just like (laughs) justice league well yeah you know so so that's that and and to me i will say um, it, Marvel really makes it look very effortless right now. When they tease something, I mean, they, they just know how to hit you. <clears throat> and the thing, I'm, I'm, I, again, and then back to that moment where they saw someone get this man a shield and then Steve Rogers appears, you know. It's funny now how we're calling him Steve Rogers. We're not calling him Captain America. I, I know, we're, yeah. We're just easily calling him Steve Rogers. And Steve Rogers appears and he's like, you know, get him a shield. You knew people went, ah, like that. And they're going... How is it that Marvel so easily established Captain America as the their paragon of virtue, their their patriot, their 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 their, their hero that you always want to root for because he symbolizes all that's good and pure, and they, they and it seemed like they did it so effortlessly, and DC still can't figure still can't quite do it with superman i mean we're going to talk a little about it a little bit later about when we get to justice league yeah. but they it took them so long to get superman to a point where people thought oh cool this is superman captain america boom you know you know they, 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 it, it's just it's it sold it and everybody loves cap i mean that chris evans right now um it can do no wrong but by the way I, it still bothers me the uh, the way civil war played out because, you know, Tony Stark is supposed to be the guy who, you know, he, he says it. I, I, is, it's the first movie where he says it. I've privatized uh, national security or I've, oh, I've privatized world peace. Right. So he should be like this, this Elon Musk libertarian type guy. And in Civil War, he ends up being the guy who goes, no, we should, we should trust the government. The government should be in charge of us. It still well. bothers me. <clears throat> You know, it's funny because people had that same criticism about the Civil War story arc in the comic books themselves. I mean, because, you know, folks who've never read the original comic books, um, it it was a very – the the plot was a little more – it was a little more expansive, a tad more convoluted. Um, there was a lot more going on in the comic version of this particular story. They really stripped it down for the movie, right? Um, as tends was, to be the case. Yes, as you kind of have to, because you know, the, the Civil War 
comic book itself was like an eight issue miniseries, and you had all these tie-ins and spin-offs, and you you know you essentially had like maybe thirty plus issues of material that you could have you know crammed in there. Um, but yeah, so they strip it down, and then what they did was it was originally supposed to be that Tony Stark was the one who was against. Um, the uh, the superhero registration act, you know, or or in the movies they call it the Sokovia Accords, yeah. and Captain America was the one who's saying that he was supporting the government, and they're like, what? Huh? You know, some folks said that didn't seem to work, um, you know, in the in the in the Marvel editorial offices, but, and they end up flipping it. But I can <laughs> actually see that, uh, you know, with with, uh, with Captain America being a soldier and saying, you know what, you follow orders, more so than Tony Stark. You know, like, I, I can wrap my head around, you know, Steve Rogers slash Captain America deciding, yeah, I, I guess this is how it should go. And even when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, this is, this is really, like, the opposite of what they should both be doing. Right, no, I, I see that. And I know in the movie, there, there are a lot of, like, I know I've had that discussion, that debate with some folks, and... Then you get into the whole Team Cap, Team Tony bit. Um, the, the the motivations in the movies were, you could tell, yeah, there were some things that seemed to be going against character. I, I'll, I'll admit that. <clears throat> the, 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 in the end, though, um, if, if you ask me, it was Tony thinking he's so smart that even if he becomes part of the government... Oh, and this is the, the other thing, too, that... Um, that that they didn't do in the movie, but they do in the comics, is that to- the thing about Tony Stark is that he ends up becoming the director of Shield, and like the um the and, and the, the Secretary of Defense for the United States. So it's easy for him to say, yeah, yeah, we'll go along with the rules. We're well, here, the guy who's going to be making the rules anyway. Okay, I you know maybe I I could have seen that uh, you know had, <clears throat> had that been the case in the movie. Maybe I, I wrap my head around that a little bit more. And uh, uh, no, Trump wasn't president at the time, was he? When when Civil War came out, no, um, that yeah. was uh, yeah, that was uh, that was firmly that was a well, that was it was a kind of um, it was a answer to the uh, right after Bush and before Obama, like right in there, like right at the beginning of Obama, if I remember correctly, it was an answer to the hysteria after nine eleven. There was hysteria after nine eleven. Uh, it's a little, not a lot, just a little. I mean, there, there was this thing called the Patriot Act, you know, which is yeah. kind of... Yeah. By the way, when uh, something bad happens <laughs> and somebody's <laughs> rushing to pass a new law about it, be suspicious of that. Well, <clears throat> well, libertarians want no laws, which is which is kind of like the opposite of, of smart. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it depends on the libertarian, you know, because... Because I, I, I'm, I'm a minimal, I'm a minimalist guy, uh, sort of guy. But I, I recognize that there needs to be some laws, and just you know, let's let, let's keep it to the stuff we absolutely have to do. You know what I mean? Well, I, I agree. But you know, it's a big sandbox, and people don't always get along. And sometimes people don't do what they're supposed to do because it's the right thing to do. They got to be told because it's the law. It's that's why the law. Um, <laughs> so in in other news uh, this week. Uh, Brian Fuller is going to be leaving uh, American Gods. Now, I, I have not seen American Gods. <sighs> yeah, um, I think it's still in production. No, it started. But there's still stuff in production, right? The second season? Okay, now that's another law that we need to, to that needs to be enacted here, okay? 
Brian Fuller needs to stay on whatever show he freaking starts. <laughs> it's like he's like it's he's like Johnny Appleseed, right? He goes around planting things and and you know and 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 then he takes off before they really grow. You know, I'm getting starting to get a little frustrated. Unless, unless, um, and 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 I'm going to go back on my own thing right here is um, unless it's because he wants to do a Hannibal reunion. Or Star Dallas Trek Phoenix. Discovery Season 2. Star Trek Discovery, that is, oh yeah. I mean, uh, that would be, that would be interesting. Um, I mean, I know when I'm watching Star Trek Discovery this season, um, I'm, I'm going, huh? you know, I can see Brian Fuller's influence on this. Um, there are a lot of things that I can say, oh, okay, I can see that where that came from, how he came up, you know, that came from him and so on. <clears throat> so how much different it would be if he had just been the showrunner the whole time, I guess we'll never really know. Um, him coming back, I don't know, has anyone ever, like, started running a show, left the show, then come back? I can't, I can't think of anyone. Hey, just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it can't. Yeah. Um, you know, what? what's uh, interesting to me is the fact that uh, they've said that the Klingon War arc is going to be over this season. Um, you know, that, that it's, you know, it, it's not like next season they'll, they'll still be fighting the war. It's, it's done after this season. Like they're telling, a, telling that as a, as a complete story arc. So if they're working in a mirror universe episode which you would assume is the episode where they come back they're gonna have to wrap that puppy up pretty quickly yeah i mean but but i guess you know like the the show has never actually been specifically about the klingon war because it's not like we're seeing you know like specific battles or anything it's just sort of the backdrop for it yeah because it's like they they say the discovery is instrumental in helping end the klingon war um for all we know, though, the discovery could have just disappeared and be gone. Like it might never come back. You know, I mean, th- that would explain a lot. Um, actually, you're not too far off there. It would be it would be interesting since, um, you know, presumably, you know, the your the the next seasons are going to be following the same crew. Uh, it would be interesting to see, like, if they. If they are in the mirror universe, which, you know, it's it's suggested. If for nothing else, uh, Jonathan Frakes had said that there is a mirror universe episode, and the next episode is the one he directed. So that sort of suggests that the next one is going to be the mirror episode. Um, like if they just took him there and just left him there, uh, it almost seems like that would be the equivalent of, if not... Um, you know, the last episode of Enterprise being like a like a, a Star Trek The Next Generation reunion, it would be like the, what was it, the, like three of the last five episodes of Enterprise took place in the Mirror Universe. So, like, you know, because they didn't know the show was going to end. Um, so, like, there's this big chunk of the last season that's just the Mirror Universe. I, I don't think uh, people would like that much. I mean, I, I know there there <clears throat> there is this fascination with the mirror universe 
up to the point where it's just like, oh, well, you know, it's, you know, opposites of everything here. And, you know, Spock, Spock's got a goatee. And <laughs> yeah, grow your goatees, folks. We're entering the mirror universe. Yeah. So it's like I, I, I personally never really understood the fascination if you're just going to do it as a one off. But if you're going to really dig into what it's like to be in alternate reality, you know, even more so than what they're doing with the um, the, the, the the Abrams verse, you know, the Star Trek Abrams verse, where it's an alternate timeline. We're talking just straight up all reality, where maybe even the laws of physics are different. You know. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you know, there was a whole sci-fi series about that. You know, the the whole alternate uh, reality things uh you know i know star trek does time travel a lot you know because of specific stories they're telling i i don't know that you need star trek to explore that yeah but i mean again this is for the trek audience you know the trek audience wants to have their version of that sort of stuff you know dark mirror verse and star Trekiverse, Discoververse. Yeah, well, I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd feel better about that if there was like another Star Trek series going on, and you know, you had like a, you know, like Discovery that was actually dealing with, you know, Star Trek type stuff, and then you decide to have a little spinoff that was actually dealing with, uh, you know, life in the mirror universe. I'd feel better about that, but uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean. You know, geez, they they said that you know the the whole Klingon war thing is going to be resolved by the end, and then they're going to move on to something else in season two. So that would suggest to me that you know they are going to find their way back home, right? Or or again, they could be you know in the mirror universe indefinitely, and then that would explain why no one ever talks about um, you know you've never had Spock talking about Michael Burnham. You know, he knew. I mean, but although we did resolve, they did resolve the whole issue about, you know, Spock and Burnham. And Michael, Michael certainly knows about Spock. So, um, and, and, and they could have him come back. Like, let's say they, they come back and they're no longer in that time period before the classic series. Like, somehow after being in the, uh, mirror universe for so long time goes at a different rate and they come back and they're in the time period after next generation oh that would be interesting right and um, then the nerds can be happy and say oh, okay well the technology works now because they didn't have holographic talking in the original star trek it makes no sense <laughs> i'm like wait a minute guys you know we we right now in the 2000s are gonna are are very close having holographic talk screens right you know that so why wouldn't starfleet have it you know a couple hundred years you gotta gotta adjust folks uh okay very important question if you break a mirror in the mirror universe is that actually good luck wow wow i think you know what i'm gonna do if i run into brian fuller somewhere i'm asking him that yeah uh so uh you, you had some time on your hands and decided to uh, finally catch up on Westworld. And I, I hear it's, it's basically changed your life. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. So every once in a while, the folks at HBO ask me, Elliot, 
do you want to see a particular show? Do you want? And they'll, they'll they offer me, you know, different, you know, um, um, HBO shows. And I'm like, no, that's not my thing. No, that's not my thing. But then they find they offered me Westworld. They said, and I was like, wow, Keith has been on me to watch Westworld for a while now. You talked about how great it is, and I'm like, okay, let's see if this thing really lives up to the hype. Because that's all I kept hearing about. Oh, Westworld, this Westworld, that. It's kind of like before. Um, 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 when I really got didn't get into Game of Thrones, and then I had to get caught up on Game of Thrones so I could watch it, and now I'm like, I like Game of Thrones. Uh, well, um, at least this is after one season instead of you know several. Several, yeah. It took me it took me two seasons to finally start liking Game of Thrones, right? And and like and then people are still talking about The Walking Dead and how great it is. I refuse to watch that show. I'm okay? done with The Walking Dead. I'm done with The Walking yeah. Dead. But anyway, but Westworld. I'm going to say, how the hell, it, how could I have been so late to this party? <laughs> oh, my God. What a great show. <laughs> no wonder there were all these Emmy considerations and Golden Globes and stuff like that. Good golly. I mean, oh, uh, every episode, you know, now the, the, this is a thing where, um, it, 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 it's some shows just, you just got to binge watch them. Cause you said, now you said you watched it from week to week, watching I, it from I week did. to week yeah. would have driven me nuts. Yeah, no, it would have driven me nuts watching it from week to week. And the show itself, it, the, the, the episodes are so interconnected. You know, there is like this through line through there, like the four different, four or five different characters where the theme of the show is. Um, uh, a lot like Battlestar Galactica. It was funny. It was like, reminded me a bit of Battlestar Galactica. That things repeat themselves. That human nature and and fate and destiny, the way the world is, the way because of because we are what we are, who we are, and the way the world is, things tend to go in cycles, and history repeats itself. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, Anthony Hopkins at one point, uh, you know, his character Ford, he talks about how human beings are in, you know in their own loops that are just as, uh, you know, just as uh, tight as, as the loops that the, that the hosts are. The hosts. Yeah. And the, it's done so well. Um, <clears throat> the writing on the show, uh, it, it, I, I gotta say the writing on the show was tight. Uh, I, there was, you know, there those Nolan brothers, they, they, they're pretty good at this writing thing. I think they can make a go of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I'm horrible, horrible. This is my problem now that I'm not remembering names. But um, Nolan's a co-creator on the show. Um, yeah, first of all, we should say for you know anybody who's listening who doesn't know that the co-creator of the show is Jonathan Nolan, the uh, the brother of Christopher Nolan. Yeah, but he also had a. Um, uh, 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 um, a producer. Hold on. I, I believe. I believe he. Uh, the co-creator is his wife. I could be wrong about yes. that. Yes. Yes, his wife. And um, da, 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 da. see, this is why I should. I should have my notes in front of me before uh, I do this. I'm looking it up too. Yeah. The thing about that is that okay. He he. I know he wrote a couple episodes. His wife wrote a few episodes too. Uh, Lisa Joy. Lisa Joy. And um, she wrote and co-wrote a couple episodes. And I have to say, um, uh, Jonathan Nolan might get his props for being a decent, uh, a good writer. Um, she, I, I would say her episodes kind of outdid his. 
um, you know, because she was able to bring a just a new, more insightful, nuanced take on the whole artificial intelligence and 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 how people are. Because you know, in the beginning, in the beginning of the West World, I was going, yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah, people are dicks. If we have artificial intelligence and robots, we'll treat them like shit. You know, we saw that in AI. And, and the we thing is, that- you know, after after the first episode or two i thought that's the direction that they were going with it which was almost like a uh you know but but instead it ends up being like you're seeing terminator from the from skynet's point of view from skynet's point of view and but and then and you really start feeling for these characters and you start really feeling i mean of course um if you've seen other movies that deal with this in a similar way of course um spielberg ai um, there was her, the um, the Spike Jones film with Joaquin Phoenix about people falling in love with their um, uh, falling in love with the uh, operating system. We just had Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which right. which explored this. Um, mind you, that came out. Westworld had already finished airing by the time Blade Runner twenty forty nine came out. And I'll tell you, had I seen all of Westworld before I went in to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine, I probably wouldn't have been as impressed with Blade Runner. Because, again, Westworld seemed to deal with a lot of these themes, the themes and topics, <clears throat> and, and, you know, the different the, the dilemmas and, 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 and questions of having artificial intelligence that's so close to human, <clears throat> the morality of it. Man, I would have been like, wow, Blade Runner, dude, you're like, you covered this already in the last class. <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, um, and to me, if if you haven't seen Westworld, um, yeah, to, I I highly encourage you know get get the DVD set or get it you know watch it online. Um, you have like for me, I had to watch it in three four episode blocks because again, the, there are things that if you if you space it out too much, there are little bits you can forget and you lose and the the the, the whole season. It's like 12 episodes is all within, woven together tightly. And then you get to the end and you see how everything in the beginning relates, you know. And, and had I watched it over like from week to week to week to week, I might have missed that. <clears throat> well, and that, that's the funny thing is uh, so in uh, Star Trek Discovery, there's this fan theory that uh, Ash Tyler is is a Klingon. You know, he's he's he's, you know, the. Uh, uh, Vok, I think, is is his name. You know, they who basically disappeared right about the time that Ash Tyler showed up, and like ordinarily, I probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't put any stock into that theory, except it comes on the heels of the internet, like literally the the day after uh, the the first episode with William aired, uh, which was episode two. Uh, the the day after that aired on Reddit, there are people saying, "I think William is the Man in Black," and um, you know that turned out to be absolutely correct. And so that that has me thinking about the Ash Tyler theory that maybe there's something to that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> uh, luckily I stayed off of that, and I kept hearing, you know, uh, from from time to time, I would see people making reference to the show and is so-and-so this and so-and-so that. And luckily for me, because I wasn't really watching it, I didn't um, I didn't understand what the references were. So then I, I kind of went into watching the series cold 
And even when I announced it on my Facebook page that I started watching Westworld, people were like, have you gotten to this part? I go, no, 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 don't tell me. I want to be able to, I just want to be able to get through the whole thing. So the whole bit with William at the end um, was, I was going, oh my God, wow. I, I, it's like, yo, I, go, I did not see that coming, you know? <clears throat> because it it's, um, the show has to set, it has to do so much to set up how the reality works in Westworld and, you know, through whose point of view it's being told. And, and, and in the end, you realize we just saw a time travel episode, you know, or this whole thing is about time travel in a way. So, um, yeah, brilliant. I'm just saying, no, it was, it's brilliant. Um, uh, I highly recommend it. Stay away from it. you want it. You want to appreciate it, even if you even know quote. You know, if you even know what the the big thing is. You know, the big surprise at the end. Well, yeah, um, we just kind of just kind of said that. Yeah, but even if you know it, there's still so much in the show. The per, <clears throat> the performances, you know, the production of it. Um, so much uh, attention was given to the idea of sex bots. You know, people have sex with robots on this thing, and that, I, there wasn't nearly as much sex on the show as I thought there was going to be. There certainly isn't as much. There wasn't as much sex on Westworld as there in on a, on a game episode of Game of Thrones. I know uh, no, definitely not. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> the violence itself. There, there was a time where you know I was going, where are the stakes here? Because I don't get why. These characters care so much about what happens to them if they know that they can't be killed, right? You know, like people can't be killed in Westworld because of certain protections that are in place. And so, well, then fine. Oh, and then, and, you know, so why should I care? And then later on you realize, okay, this is why they're so concerned about the stakes. And then, and there are still, and there are even two characters whose, whose fates are unresolved. And I'm like, wait a minute! They never explained what happened. I know they teased that what could what could have happened, but I have a feeling that we're going to find out something different in the second season. Um. Yeah, uh, one of them has already shown up in the uh, in the teaser for, for season two. So <laughs> well, there you go. Well, it, like, it hasn't explicitly showed her, but. Uh, um, there, there's there's a woman in the back seat of uh, of, a, of a car that looks suspiciously like her. Yeah, well, then there we go. And there, there's also a male character too. That I was like, wait a minute, hold on, where'd this guy go? I mean, again, there were things that were in, in, intimated, but you never you never got the whole. Hey, you know, to me, no body, no death. That's 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 the rule for me. So. That those are those are good rules to uh, to live by. Um, also, a uh, good rules to live by: uh, always get the uh, the best headphones and accessories you can from TweakedAudio.com. Well, the thing about getting your headphones and accessories from TweakedAudio.com is one, you have lots of different styles and colors to choose from. Um, you've got different price points, different levels. You've got both wired and wireless headphones, earbuds. And mic and non mic so you can use them for listening to podcasts, like Geek Counter Geek. You can uh, co-op game with them. You can answer phone calls. Just listen to music. Whatever you want to do, uh, Tweetco has an accessory for that. And then, add to that, if you enter the code DCG at check- checkout, you will get 30% off and free 
worldwide shipping. Anywhere in the world, even if you're in Westworld under a big dome. You know the thing about uh, the thing about uh, if you order them when you're at Westworld, um, those those um, those headphones will do anything for you. I just wouldn't recommend it with them. No, that that's probably a good idea. And of course, once you get your uh, headphones and tweaked audio, you can listen to any of the fine. Uh, podcast from the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, including uh, you know the Nude Hippo, the uh, the podcast. Uh, Tony Lasano sat down with Steve Baskerville, uh, which I'm not sure if they ever worked together or not. I haven't listened to the interview, but uh, that that figures to be pretty good. Plus, there's Caffeinated Comics, which uh, Elliot shows up on like every other week, and uh, <laughs> and of course the incomparable Dan McNeil. McNeil, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been talking, he's been dishing, I'm telling you, he's doing the podcast, he's selling cars, he's talking about stuff, I don't know, you know, sooner or later, the, the more bodies will be found, he's, he's going to point him out. Could be, yeah, and of course also the Dishing Bitches. The Dishing Bitches, who uh, went to Los so I saw that I followed Stephanie, I mean, I'm uh, Stephanie uh, and uh, and uh, oh god, I'm getting into so much trouble now. They're gonna yell at me because <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I shouldn't be saying what they're up to. <laughs> that's you know that that's probably a good idea actually. You know, so they're so they're cyber stalkers. Don't go looking for them. <laughs> and, and and of course, there's also uh, my uh, my other project, uh, the fake news fairy tale. Which, by the way, uh, this. Uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, tackled uh, the the topic of uh, of uh, uh, you know I think there was uh, media bias in there one week, uh, uh, and this week, uh, ac- actually the the previous week we did uh, net neutrality, which was uh, pretty good because that's you know all over the news lately, and uh, this week uh, I think you'll like the the title, uh, Elliot. It's the little intercontinental ballistic missile that could. Oh, uh, is this about Kim Jong Un? It is, yeah. He's got he's got a little missile that he goes. He wants to he wants to get all the way to California, and it's flying. And it's going. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm looking, the voice of the missile. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, last week we uh, or in the last episode we we tackled uh, Thor Ragnarok, and uh, since mm-hmm. then Justice League has come out. And uh, I, I know uh, it made a, 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 a boatload of money. Um, I, I was not a fan of it at all. <laughs> and, and, and I'll I, tell I you why. It. This is actually, I, I, I think it's even a, a criticism we've shared uh, of the, the DC universe. Everything is so big that... It just like to me, it, it's it's hard to think it matters if that makes any sense. Like if you look at the um, at uh, um, Civil War, Captain America: Civil War, um, the like the the big fight scene between you know all of the Avengers, it takes place in an airport. And it, it seems like, like the fights are so big, they're just like, just like this one big massive explosion. And people are in the middle of it punching each other. 
and and it's like well you know i i it's hard for me to feel like uh, there's any stakes here because it's all just clearly cgi and and who cares like you know at, at least with uh, with man of steel like they didn't quite pull it off but at least there was a, there was a, um there there was some effort to make it seem like it was all happening in our world you know like like it was it was vaguely possible to think that okay this is you know a real world that they're creating and it just seems like it like that's not even close it it just seems like they're all in you know 300 yeah well, which about- which probably isn't far off considering Zack Snyder Zack Snyder's yeah. involvement well, I, I think, you know, the, the, to me, the, the issue between the Marvel movies and the DC movies, and we, and we talked about this in the very beginning, is that Marvel has this way of establishing the characters in the ways that we'll, we feel comfortable with them, we recognize them, we go, oh, okay, this is, these are the heroes I knew from the cartoons, these are the heroes I knew from the comics, from the stories I've known. Um, or and even even if they're not exactly like from the comics, the, the reality is that the majority of folks who go to see these movies are non-comic book readers. I mean, I know lots of folks who go to watch every Marvel movie because they they've never read the comic books, but they like the idea of of the movies. You know, they they just like the idea of these superheroes. They've seen the cartoons from time to time, but they want to see the movies, which is fine. I mean, like not every you know how many people have gone to see, go to see James Bond movies and they've seen, uh, read all of Ian Fleming's books. You know what? You've never seen a James Bond movie, but have you ever read one of the books? Uh, no, I haven't. All right, there you go. Double, double, uh, double Iron Man streak there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the thing with the Marvel movies is that they, 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 they make characters that you care about. You know, and yeah, the, the, the fight in Civil War isn't that big fight when you really think about it it's kind of small scale yeah take place in an airport in the back somewhere in berlin and there isn't even that much damage it's all about but it's all about what's happening between heroes the characters the that are going on between them and um and, and ultimately how things pan out between tony stark and um captain america and steve rogers because that's that's what we care about that's where the stakes are now you go over to Justice League and you're like, I don't care about these people, you know. <laughs> I didn't care so much about Aquaman. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't care. I mean, Aquaman's okay. He's kind of cool, but you know, it, it's like all these guys. Okay, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman. Fine. Okay, the Flash. I'm gonna give the Flash and and Cyborg. I'm gonna give them a a, a pass on this because they're young, screwed up kids. That had parents screw up, screwed up things in their lives, and that's why they've got issues. Even though Barry Allen Flash is like pretty cool about it. Fine. Now, explain to me why over two movies, Man of Steel, okay, and Batman versus Superman. Explain to me why Superman has an attitude problem. Okay, what what's his issue? He's near in, in, in he's near immoral. Okay. Nothing can hurt him. He can fly. Uh, bullets bounce off of him. He will never get sick. He will never stub his toe. Um, you know, he's never going to experience the same problems that other people do. And, and then add on top of that, 
on top of all these incredible powers that he has, right? He's unreasonably handsome. Okay? <laughs> he's like a, he's like a ridiculously good-looking guy. In and, fact, and you would almost swear when you're looking at him that he has a mustache in some scenes. Yeah, yeah, in some scenes. But here's the other thing too: the dude is so handsome. He's so well put together that even after he dies and his corpse is submerged in a pool of viscous fluid and then after he's resurrected from it and even though the force and the energy of the resurrection causes half his suit to blow off, his shirt, his tie, his jacket, gone, his shoes, gone, his pants, barely holding on because we know this is a kid movie so you can't have naked Superman. And yet, in spite of all that destruction, in spite of all his clothing being ripped off, his hair perfectly immaculate every place, like he had just gone to the barber. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not exactly uh, no realistic. Excuse to be... <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> and then, just get, then the problem with uh, Batman, of course, is you know you're rich, you're a billionaire. You know every woman wants to sleep with you. You can solve every every problem in the world by just throwing money at it. If you feel really, if you feel really angry, you put on a suit, you beat people up. What else? What what else do you need? And an, an Aquaman, ripped, good looking dude. You can breathe underwater. If he decides he just wants to go to Hawaii for a weekend, doesn't even have to buy a plane ticket. He, he just swims. swim there. Yeah, you know, he has to cover three quarters of the planet any way he wants. Big deal. Where's your? Where are your problems, guys? Why are you so angry? It makes no sense to me. So Justice League again. I guess what I'm saying here is, with the first two movies where Zack Snyder was making it seem like, oh, these are grim, gritty, dark characters. They're haunted. They have issues. Da, da, da. And then you get to Justice League, and everyone's happy because, hey, they figured out we're superheroes. We can do cool stuff, and on top of that, we're all beautiful. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's what I've been telling folks. At least if they you, got there eventually. They got there eventually. So I, I've been telling folks, if you have not seen Batman vs. Superman or Man of Steel, don't bother. Just go straight to Justice League. Just go straight to that one. Just see that. You don't need to see the other two movies. Because the, the truth is, the other two movies are going to ruin it for you. The other two movies are going to go, that makes no sense to me. I don't get how these characters came from these previous movies you know I don't, I don't get that they, they seem like different people here like suddenly something changed the only one who's been likable from the beginning has been wonder woman wonder woman and even that was like you know because you can't make her bitchy people can be angry if you make wonder woman bitchy so she's got to be you know well she's like the mother figure in this one you know mother big sister whatever you know hot aunt well, she's like she's like a thousand years old, so a thousand years old. But then, but then here's the thing too. I mean, and now I know you don't like Justice League. I, I didn't hate it. You know, I wasn't like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. In fact, um, it was funny because when Superman finally does, you know, reappear as Superman in his bit, I'm, uh, I went to a preview screening of it. There was a lot of press, but they also let it was an advanced screening, so there was a lot of you know just you know, the regular crowd. And uh, the moment Superman shows up as Superman, the crowd cheered. Everyone cheered. I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. It's nice to see that people like Superman, that they're, you know, 
They're rooting for Superman. The last time I heard that in a movie, in a Superman uh, movie, was Superman Two, when um when Superman returns yet again, um and he says to General Zod, "Would you like to step outside?" You know, was, that's what it made me think of. I was like, "Oh, look at that." <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking that's what Joss Whedon was thinking too when he when he put that scene together. So, um, it, it, the I, I was going, wow. Henry Cable, he like his costume is much brighter and colorful, like the original Superman is. He's smiling. He seems charming. I mean, because Superman supposed to be charming, if you ask me. If he's supposed to be the ultimate guy, you know, he he's supposed to be a charming dude. And well, Henry Cable, he's char- he's charming as Superman. As uh, Clark Kent, I believe he's still supposed to be a nerd. A nerd. Yeah, which, which by the way, which by the way, I know there there wasn't much. Uh, there wasn't much of Clark Kent reporter in uh, in Man of Steel or or, um, or uh, Batman versus Superman. They they never even suggested that uh, Clint uh, Clark Kent was supposed to be the nerdy guy, and that bothered me a little bit too. Oh, that bothered me a lot because you need to have this duality about him. Because if you look at Henry Cavill as as Clark Kent, and then you look at him as Superman, they're going I seriously now what we're saying is the only thing that people the reason people can't tell them apart is because of the glasses okay and the moment the moment someone takes a picture of superman and they post him on his facebook page anyone who's friends with clark kent on facebook facebook's going to say do you wish to tag clark kent in this photo or is it going to say do you wish to tag superman superman in this photo right (laughs) so i'm like come on you can't it, it, in today's era with face face recognition technology, with just the fact that people take your picture everywhere, right? Pictures of you show up everywhere. So pictures of the Clark Kent are going to show up everywhere. Pictures of Superman are going to show up everywhere. You're telling me no one's going to look at those two photos and go, "Oh wait, they're the same guy," you know? Only guy, just one guy's just wearing glasses because he makes no effort to look different in any other way, you know? Elliot, have you ever seen Clark Kent and Superman tagged in the same Facebook photo? Holy shit. Someone ought to tell Lois Lane about that. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cabotron.